Somalia was frequently invoked, referring to the incident in October 1993 when rebels in Mogadishu shot down two Black Hawk helicopters, killed 18 American soldiers, and dragged some of them through the streets, prompting the U.S. to withdraw its forces. But unlike Somalia, the men killed in Fallujah were not members of the U.S. military, nor were they civilians, as many news outlets reported. They were highly trained private soldiers, sent to Iraq by a secretive mercenary company based in the wilderness of North Carolina. Its name is Blackwater, USA. Preface Making a Killing The world was a very different place on September 10, 2001, when Donald Rumsfeld stepped up to the podium at the Pentagon to deliver one of his first major addresses as Defense Secretary under President George W. Bush. For most Americans, there was no such thing as al-Qaeda, and Saddam Hussein was still the president of Iraq. Rumsfeld had served in the post once before, under President Gerald Ford from 1975 to 1977, and he returned to the job in 2001 with ambitious visions. That September day in the first year of the Bush administration, Rumsfeld addressed the Pentagon officials in charge of overseeing the high-stakes business of defense contracting, managing the Halliburtons, Dyncors, and Bechtels. The secretary stood before a gaggle of former corporate executives from Enron, Northrop Grumman, General Dynamics, and Aerospace Corporation, whom he had tapped as his top deputies at the Department of Defense, and he issued a declaration of war. The topic today is an adversary that poses a threat, a serious threat, to the security of the United States of America, Rumsfeld thundered. This adversary is one of the world's last bastions of central planning. It governs by dictating five-year plans. From a single capital, it attempts to impose its demands across time zones, continents, oceans, and beyond. With brutal consistency, it stifles free thought and crushes new ideas. It disrupts the defense of the United States and places the lives of men and women in uniform at risk. Pausing briefly for dramatic effect, Rumsfeld, himself a veteran cold warrior, told his new staff, Perhaps this adversary sounds like the former Soviet Union, but that enemy is gone. Our foes are more subtle and implacable today. You may think I'm describing one of the last decrepit dictators of the world— but their day, too, is almost past, and they cannot match the strength and size of this adversary. The adversary's closer to home. It's the Pentagon bureaucracy. Rumsfeld called for a wholesale shift in the running of the Pentagon, supplanting the old DOD bureaucracy with a new model, one based on the private sector. The problem, Rumsfeld said, was that, unlike businesses, governments can't die so we need to find other incentives for bureaucracy to adapt and improve. The stakes, he declared, were dire. A matter of life and death, ultimately every American's. That day, Rumsfeld announced a major initiative to streamline the use of the private sector in the waging of America's wars, and predicted his initiative would meet fierce resistance. Some might ask, how in the world could the Secretary of Defense attack the Pentagon in front of its people, Rumsfeld told his audience. To them I reply, I have no desire to attack the Pentagon. I want to liberate it. We need to save it from itself. The next morning, the Pentagon would literally be attacked as American Airlines Flight 77, 
a Boeing 757, smashed into its western wall. Rumsfeld would famously assist rescue workers in pulling bodies from the rubble. But it didn't take long for Rumsfeld, the chess master of militarism, to seize the almost unthinkable opportunity presented by 9-11 to put his personal war, laid out just a day before, on the fast track. The world had irreversibly changed, and in an instant, the future of the world's mightiest military force had become a blank canvas on which Rumsfeld and his allies could paint their masterpiece. The new Pentagon policy would draw heavily on the private sector, emphasize covert actions, sophisticated weapons systems, and greater use of special forces and contractors. It became known as the Rumsfeld Doctrine. We must promote a more entrepreneurial approach, one that encourages people to be proactive, not reactive, and to behave less like bureaucrats and more like venture capitalists. Rumsfeld.